You're listening to the Moms Unscripted Podcast. I would love for you to stand next to me, but you cannot lick my arm. So, you are an overachiever in your sex life. I mean, life. I could teach a class on it. Well, and really, I just deflect. If there's man topics, I'm like, yeah, that's not what we do here. Hey, friends. So in the summer of 99, Sarah Redlove looked into the mirror and noticed something that no woman wants to see. Patches his scalp where there should be hair. She was going bald at 32. And this is the very last thing that one needs, especially alongside raising a toddler, working odds and ends jobs to pay the bills and attending night school. But the truth was, Sarah was no stranger to adversity. An orphan at seven, a mother at 17, and a widow at 20. Sarah had had her fair share of disappointments and setbacks. In the summer of 89, 10 years earlier, she and her five-year-old daughter moved across the country in hopes of a fresh start. She soon met a man and married him only to find out that he had a fierce temper and even fiercer girlfriend. And wanting to protect her daughter, she divorced him. And this is where she finds herself, looking in a mirror, a widowed and divorced single mom making less than min- minimum wage with barely enough time to wash her hair. And now it's falling out. But Sarah was determined that this was not going to break her. She was tenacious and an avid learner who was determined to dream up a solution, which makes it incredibly ironic that one night after another long day, Sarah had a literal dream, a vivid one where an old man revealed to her a mixture of herbs and oils that would solve her hair problem. In fact, it was so clear that when she got up the next morning, she knew exactly what to do. She mixed up the tincture and used it every day for the next few weeks. And after some time had passed, she realized it was working. Her hair was regrowing and she was convinced she had dreamed up a literal recipe for success. Sarah couldn't rationally explain what had transpired, but she knew she was onto something and wanted to help other people who had the same problems she did. So she started bottling her tincture in her kitchen and then walking door to door for 12 hours a day, started selling her products. And when she had hit every door in her own neighborhood, she drove cross country with her daughter, selling the product and teaching her what hard work and a passion to help people looked like. She asked questions, learned as much as she could, and slowly over time, Sarah was able to save enough to open a factory. And then she opened hair colleges across the country and ultimately created over 40,000 jobs. Sarah is one of the greatest entrepreneurs of the modern age, which makes it crazy that you will likely have never heard of her. I hadn't until I listened to an episode of Micro's podcast where he shares her story. And the most fascinating part is that all of this happened a century ago in 1905 to Sarah Bradlove, more commonly known as Madam CJ Walker, a woman who started working at five years old, picking cotton alongside her parents who were sharecroppers and worked as slaves. Sarah went from picking cotton to becoming the first self-made female millionaire in American history. And it was her commitment to personal and professional growth and determination to follow her dreams literally and figuratively that helped her and her family thrive in spite of setbacks. Which is what, as you all know, we are all about here at MOPS, resourcing women so that they can pursue their dreams, bounce back resiliently and thrive in every area of their life. But I'll be super honest, after this past year, I feel like I have been in a little bit of a funk that I can't shake. It's been a weird season filled with uncertainty and setbacks and anyone else know what I'm talking about here. Anyone else feel the same way? If so, if you're like me and feel a little exhausted or uninspired or like your faith is a little dry, 
then I want to invite you to a weekend retreat that we're putting on to give us all the fresh start that we need. It's called MomCon, and we're hosting it in September, September 9th through the 11th in Nashville. It'll be three days right after kids go back to school, and we'll have incredible speakers sharing about personal and professional development so we can all evaluate what's really important and start the fall with clarity, focus, and energy. We have incredible worship and speakers who will breathe life into your faith and spark your passion. And of course, if you know me and Janella, we're gonna have a lot of fun, like a lot, a lot. So remember when you were a kid and would leave camp summer camp with incredible memories and new friends, and you'd feel like a better version of yourself than when you arrived. Well, the same thing is going to happen at MomCon. We'll stay up late laughing in the hallways, and we'll also go really deep and say things that we've been needing to say. And it's going to be one of the most life-giving weekends you've ever had. And now I know that sometimes it feels selfish or extravagant to invest in yourself and getting away for a weekend requires like three weeks of prep just to make it happen. But here's the truth. When you invest in yourself, you give back to everyone around you. Not only do you thrive, but so does your family, your kids, your work, and your marriage. So what do you say? I'd love to see you in Nashville, September 9th through the 12th. So email yourself right now. Am I the only one who does that? Do you do that, Jay? I email myself things I have to remember. Oh, all the time. I text myself too. See, if I text text myself, I don't see it, which is weird. (laughs) I text myself and then I just have to remember not to open it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, I have to email myself. So uh, you'll like, if you looked at my inbox, it's like 20 emails from From me (laughs) (laughs) with like two words in the subject line. (laughs) That's so funny. Do this now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So email yourself or text yourself or do whatever you need to do uh, and go to mops.org backslash momcon to get your ticket right now because we really want to see you in Nashville in September. I also think you need to tell a friend to tell you because you know friends don't let friends not go to that's right that's right you don't want to come home and be sharing stories and they're like yeah why did you not tell me about this why didn't you invite me serious FOMO you're so right because you're not going to come back and not talk about it right Right. And then your friend's going to be like I don't want to hear about momcon you come home and you're like glowing and you're like energetic and feel revived and Mm -hmm. excited and your friend's like that that was not true friendship <laughs> that you didn't include if me. you're a real friend tell your friend about mom kind absolutely bring her with and you actually they've been angry about you for a few days because they saw you post about it on facebook <laughs> pictures right. of you at the event That's so right. they're already mad oh, right man. and because yeah. it's this type of podcast of of honesty and and truthfulness and being authentic literally this morning when i was thinking about it i was like who hasn't been to mom con like fix your life Okay, get it together (laughs) and get to MomCon. It's like not going to, I don't know, the dentist. Right, I know. It's just like part of your normal everyday things you do each year. It's maintaining, right? Maintaining your teeth, your health. MomCon is all of that. Absolutely, I agree. agree. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my mom's coming. I've got friends, my my sister-in-law. It's going to be a party. My daughter's coming. Yeah. Um, You know, my cousin. Yeah, you're going to be there. My BFF's going right. to be there. That's right. That's right. Slumber party. Yeah. How do you not go? In fact, if you have to be that friend, be that friend. <laughs> <laughs> you need to fix your life and go to MomCon. You know, here's the deal. I'm the kind of friend who needs people to force themselves on me, <laughs> which I appreciate about you. Yes, I have. Um, And all my best friends know that and do that. So I just acknowledge that. Sometimes you need that. So you need a friend to force themselves yeah. on you sometimes. Yeah. Mom comes the place to be. It is. 
Well, I'm super excited. Today we get to talk with our friend Allie Worthington about how to do personal <laughs> personal <laughs> <laughs> how to do personal and professional development without having to go back to college or do anything crazy. And also Ellie's speaking at MomCon. So sure you'll get is. to see her there in person. She Give sure her a hug. Is. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, Ellie's an author, speaker, and the executive director of Propel Women. Her no-nonsense, guilt-free take on business, family, and balance has led to multiple appearances on the Today Show, Good Morning America. She's written for the Huffington Post, Fox News, Catalyst Relevant, and many more. She's a business coaching consultant for individuals, small businesses, and Fortune 500 companies. And her goal is to help women live the life they were created to live. She lives outside Nashville with her husband and their five sons. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Brave. Yeah. yeah. I mean, saint. I think all of those words are very <laughs> applicable in this situation. Well, Allie, it is such a pleasure to get to talk with you. And I'm curious, you coach a lot of women. Would you tell us a little bit about what you're hearing from moms and women, particularly regarding what they're thinking about right now after a crazy year? Like, what are they processing? What are they navigating? What are the themes that keep coming up? Well, for one, women are tired. Um, I have been a mom since 1998, so I've been tired since 1998, <laughs> so I get it. But it's a whole new level of tired coming out of this past year, you know, and I think that there's, I feel a shift happening with women. I feel the tide kind of turning. It is really easy for women moms especially, to give and give and give and take care of everyone else and take care of the house, take care of things within their business or at work, take care of the family and never take care of themselves. But something has happened during this pandemic where at some point, almost every woman I talk to, almost every woman I coach, they have hit the wall and said, I have never hit a wall in my life like this, but I've hit a wall. There's nothing left. And I think that they're because of what women have been through, and, and there's all this research coming out from the past year that women have borne the weight of this pandemic, economically, socially, psychologically. There was one study that said 80% of women through the pandemic said they were taking care of all of the household chores and they were taking care of all of the homeschooling all at the mm -hmm. same time. Like it, it's an impossible task. Mm -hmm. But what women are starting to do is go, oh, actually, I if I don't take care of myself, everything's going to fall apart. I mean, we've all heard the phrase, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But I think what the sea, the tide change that we're going to see in the future is if mama ain't healthy, ain't nobody healthy. Because our children are never going to be more emotionally healthy than we are. Mm -hmm. So as whereas before, we were okay and we could put ourselves last and everything was okay. The world's just a little bit harder right now. We we haven't had an easy go of it. We may not have an easy go of it this winter. We don't know. So it's time that women, moms especially, give themselves permission to prioritize themselves so they can be the healthiest versions of themselves so their daughters and their sons can see that because women set the standard for life in their kids' eyes. Mm-hmm. And why would you say, if you're hearing that as a consistent theme throughout that they're tired, um, what would a mom need to do right now to invest in herself? What, what does that look like tangibly 
Um, also with spousal support, kid support, you know, absolutely. If she doesn't invest in herself, everyone is really paying for that. Right. Yeah. So what's the one thing she can start doing now? Well, I think the, a great place to start is to sit down and really ask ourselves, what do I need right now? Because we tend to not do that. We tend to go, you know, what do the kids need right now? Um, what I needed in January when I asked myself that question was I need to get back in therapy. Mm -hmm. So I asked my counselor, hey, I've hit a wall. And and my counselor explained all of the other resources that used to work in this pandemic. Everybody's hitting a wall at some point. Let's just build up more resources so you can do it. Um, women, we tend to overfunction for our children. I have a child, two of my kids suffer from a chronic illness. And my husband had to step in just a couple of weeks ago. I've been a parent for a long time. I should know better. And I was kind of over-functioning and babying them a little bit too much because I'm mom. And he was like, it isn't good for them for you to over-function and do too much for them. Let's bring them along. Let them build a little strength. They're old enough to build strength. Um, so even little things like that, asking ourselves, am I over-functioning? Can I ask a little more of people in my family? And what do I need right now? Because we just normally don't ask the question, what do I need? Mm -hmm. it, it makes them feel like they're weak, right? Mm -hmm. And that they do have everything under control. Mom, spouse, friend, you know, like you said, they're doing everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, because granted, moms do know how things are done best. Mm -hmm. And we can do it better than anybody else. But sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to not do it all. And do you consider yourself a lifelong learner, Allie? Yeah, I do. It, which, when I think about that, it's a funny question because I wasn't a, I wasn't a great student. Mm -hmm. I have a learning disability. School wasn't easy for me. School wasn't my thing. But I think when the internet came along, and you know, you could learn so much so quickly, and great books come out. That's when I went, oh. I love learning everything and processing and sharing it. And now I kind of look at it like it's my job to evolve into the person that I'm created to be. And the person that I'm created to be looks different at every season of my life. In my 20s, the person that I was created to be in that season, I was raising five little boys. In my 30s, I'm still raising the boys, um, building a business, um, in my 40s, the boys need less of my attention, and I'm really focused in on business. Every season of my life looks different, but it requires a lot of learning. So not only is it that I feel like we're called to different seasons of life we have to learn about, but also we want to be lifelong learners. So whatever challenge life throws us, we have the tools to be able mm -hmm. to handle that challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm always fascinated by learning because... Uh, my story sounds a little similar in that I I was a really bad reader. And so I always heard, well, readers are leaders. And I was like, well, that means I can never be a leader. Mm. And I, I bought into that. But what really was freeing to me is I found a process for learning. So I was curious, what's how do, what's your first step whenever you say, you know what, I want to dive in and learn this thing. What, what's your process? I have to write everything out. Mm -hmm. So post-it notes, index cards, anything I need to do, I'm, I'm finding key information 
I'm diving in, I'm writing it all out. Like for instance, when, when I'm learning about a topic, cause I want to write a book about a topic, I have a whole wall in my office full of post-it notes just to help me process the information and see how everything fits together. And that's, I'm very visual. And if I don't write it, I'll never get it. So good. So I, this is an aside just because I'm interested, but I was reading about you and I thought it was so fun that um, you were an early adopter of social media. And so I think in so many ways, even just reading your books, you see the future. You see things that other people don't see coming. And so I'm curious, what's coming up that we need to know about? What are you seeing? Let us know, Allie. Don't yeah, leave us give us in. the inside scoop. <laughs> well, sadly, TikTok is going to take over everything. <laughs> I mean, everything's sadly. going in that direction. <laughs> It kind like of already has, it, right? Yeah, it's so it's yeah. crazy. That means start working on the dance moves. Yeah, I mean, I have told everybody if you see me pointing at air bubbles and dancing on Instagram reels or on TikTok, just somebody, somebody <laughs> take my phone away. <laughs> Nobody needs to see me and my lack of rhythm uh, shaking it on TikTok <laughs> or Instagram. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I, I mean, the thing is. With social, it's very interesting because we see things breaking in a certain way where a ton of people will go to TikTok or Reels and things that are really quick and really easy to digest. And it's basically just serving up cotton candy all the time. But we're also seeing people break into intentional communities and social media in that way. And I think we have so many different social options now. The people who want the cotton candy can get the cotton candy. The people who want the deeper social connections are going to be able to do that online too. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we're ever again going to see one thing take over and everyone has to use it. I think that the future is, is, um, full of so many different social options that everyone will be able to do what they're, what they're, uh, willing to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to get served how they want to get served. And there's going to be no dancing or pointing at air bubbles if they don't want to. <laughs> and, and hopefully judgment won't be there anymore. So you can, well, you can let us see you shake your booty. Yeah, absolutely. No oh, I mean, I have one of my friends, her whole job is when she finds amazing TikTok. She, so I have the app, but I don't let myself <laughs> use it because I'll, I, it's too much time. Her job at least 10 times a day is to send me the best of TikTok because I love it, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> I agree with you that there's going to be more options. I feel like creativity breeds creativity mm-hmm. and yeah. it's no longer one one way, right? One. Yeah. We shouldn't have to fit ourselves into mm-hmm. one way of doing things if if that's not what works for us and how we shine. That's good. So you work with a ton of women and a ton of teams. And I'm curious, as we're thinking about professional development and personal development, what are the things that hold us back from investing in ourselves? That's a great question. One, we will always think that we don't have time. And that kind of leads into why I don't allow myself to get on TikTok or even Instagram that often because I'm running a company, I have a big family. If I'm going to invest in myself at all, 
I can't lose 90 minutes on TikTok, which I easily could because they get me in that algorithm. They know I love animal videos. They're going to suck me in, right? So I've had to put boundaries on that. Um, so time is a big thing, but I think we tend to have more time than we think we do. Mm -hmm. And if when we start monitoring how we spend our time, we'll realize like, oh, well, I do spend you know, 45 minutes in bed every night scrolling through my That's phone so or, you know, true. whatever it is, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of time and personal mm -hmm. development doesn't have to take forever. It can take 15 minutes, three times a week. So time is a biggie and the fear of failure is big. Nobody wants to look dumb. It's such Nobody a life, wants to look foolish. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nobody wants to try to learn something new and be yeah. bad at it, you know, yeah. but when we're raising kids and we're teaching kids how to walk, mm -hmm. they don't just fall down and go, walking's not for me and we go okay i'll just carry you around like nor we do we make fun of crazy. them nor do we make huh? fun of them nor do we no. judge them or make fun of them you know little kids learn like how to walk process <laughs> part of the process yeah. Yeah. if a little kid is going to be brave enough to learn yeah. how to work, walk and look crazy in the process mm -hmm. we need to do the same thing mm -hmm. but something happens when we're adult we go oh i'm not good at this it's not for me but if something is important it's worth doing badly at first because mm -hmm. if we think we're supposed to do it well at first, we're never going to do anything because everything that we start trying or we invest in or we're learning, we're going to do it badly at first. So mm -hmm. a lot of it's just giving ourselves grace to be okay with being bad at something for a little while. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, uh, during the pandemic, I was quite productive I always ask people around me, I'm like, oh, what did you do during the pandemic? <laughs> I became a drummer. So <laughs> no way, really? I did. I totally did. And for the first, uh, Matt's looking at me, so it's a little intimidating, but I would say for the first three months I sucked, but now I don't. Right, Matt? See? You're fantastic. <laughs> From a, really out, of, out of, of that. That's amazing. Out of, out of a musician's mouth. So my, my husband plays the drums and he yeah. through gritted teeth is like, babe, I think you're going to be better than me. Wow. And That's if he awesome. never says to me, babe, I love you, that statement alone, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And Janella, six months ago, I was like, I suck, but I loved it. So even if taking on a new um, hobby or activity or I, I think we just need to accept the fact that we're going to fail. I think that's yeah. the, our biggest barrier is that we want to be absolutely perfect at it or or we don't want to do it i know you've talked about that mandy um or we don't do it we're afraid to do it because yeah uh, you know the judgment's real like it's like the world is american idol and they're you know judging you whether you get to go to hollywood or if you're going home right and i okay. i think the drums have taught me that you know i'll hear myself i'll watch myself back and i'm like Jay, you got that song. Like, and now I, I tell myself, you're going to get that song. And it's probably mm -hmm. going to take me 20 years, but I'm getting that song. I love it. I'm so impressed by that. It's super you know, cool. When I'm working with people that want to start a podcast, speaking of podcasts, I'll say, here, you know, here's what all we're going to do. You're going to record your first five and then you're going to throw them in the in your computer's garbage can. Mm -hmm. And they go, why? And I go, because they're going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. And you need a little bit of time to get good. I was watching a masterclass with Steve Martin talking about comedy, which I, I mean, I, I don't need to know stand up comedy lessons, but Steve Martin's amazing. And he was saying how um, in the 70s, people would come to L.A. and they'd always want an agent. And he'd go, but have you had time to get good? And I thought mm. that's a life lesson about yeah. everything. Am I yeah. giving myself time to get good? 
Right. You know, and you gave yourself six months to get good. Girl, for real. And there's a statement I heard and it now just keeps replaying in my mind. You have to do the small things right. Yeah. Yep. And I, I will say not just because she's to my right, but I've learned that from Mandy. She doesn't she doesn't half ass even the small things like the small things are a 10. And I'm like, oh, my God, you got to step your game up. Mandy does everything at a 10. <laughs> So it's so amazing. <laughs> but I have a, I have a question though. Like even with TikTok, we're moving TikTok, the time with Instagram. Yeah. Um, it sounds like that was on purpose. Like that, that is an investment into your life. So, so what, what sacrifices have you had to make that were completely thought out that I can't, because you're right. When I, at the end of the day, we can ask ourselves how how much time did I really waste today? How mm-hmm. how many hours did I did I waste? Well, I'll tell you at the beginning of the pandemic, especially I'm, I was never a TV watcher, but I dealt with the stress of it by deciding I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch. Mm. Like I, I was like Homeland, I'll take it. The rest of Downton Abbey, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> oh, come on, like, Downton Abbey, you have to. Oh, the Americans, I'll take. It. I was I mean. I, I prioritized time in my schedule for binge watching. And then I realized this isn't going to get me anywhere. It feels mm-hmm. good because I'm super mm-hmm. stressed because the whole world's shut down. But if I want to, my friend Joe Saxton challenged me with this question. She said, who do you want to be on the other side of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. And that's when I thought, okay, who how do I think of myself, my identity? Who do I want to be on the other side of this? And I decided uh, probably binge watching the Americans isn't going to help me get where I want to at the other side of this. But what can I give up the scrolling, the binge watching TV, the wasting my time just to be able to invest those pockets of time an hour here, 30 minutes here. So at the other side of this, it may not feel like I'm making progress, when, you know, when you're in the middle of something, you never feel like you're making progress. Mm-hmm. But it, but then if one day you look back and you go, what do you know? I'm the kind of woman that does that. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be able to do to go. I don't know what's happening in the middle, but I will look back on the other side and go, what do you know? I'm the kind of woman that learned that. That excited me. I know that you wrote a, a book, I believe, called Standing Stronger. Mm-hmm. And at, because we are mops, we, we gather women together. My question was, uh, how have groups of women impacted your life or inspired you to be stronger? Oh, so much, especially during the hard times of the last year of women coming together, kind of casting vision, going, this isn't going to get you down. This isn't going to slow you down. This is what you're going to do. I'll tell you, it's actually, it was a MOPS group in Columbia, Maryland in I'm going to say 2001. I can remember being in the basement of a church in Columbia, Maryland and seeing, I didn't grow up in the church. It wasn't until I had kids. I was like, oh, I should start going to church. Um, But in the basement of that church, uh, a woman was speaking to us and I had the first thought of, I'm going to do this one day. Mm. And so Mops has always been very, it was very special. You learned that at Mops, holler. When my kids were little. (laughs) But it was at a Mops, I felt like, God gave me that first vision That's awesome. for what I was going to do one day. So, yeah, women are very amazing. cool. I That's love so it. Cool. Did you hear that mops plug? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Columbia, Maryland mops. Shout oh, out. Oh, so cool. <laughs> 
Jay, did you have one more? I do, but it's it's literally because it's cool to just to get get to know people on this level. Okay, um, uh, like lightning round, three questions. Favorite, you got to go fast. Oh, I love okay. this. Yes. Favorite snack? Um, I'm gluten and dairy free, so everything's terrible. But <laughs> at Publix, they carry healthy vegan bites, so it's like a cookie. Um, everybody else would think it's terrible, but for me, it's heaven. Mm. Yeah. I, know these. I, I buy them at Publix. I put them in my purse and I sneak them into the movie theater when I go to the movies. <laughs> nice. That's so fun. Nice. I have a similar dilemma. Like mm-hmm. I have snacks where I'm like, I'm gluten free too. They're mm-hmm. so delicious. Mm-hmm. And then I give them to other people and they're like, what is this? Yeah. That's why no. I brought these And then in. you get Those a good gluten or dairy free snack and no. then your kids want to eat it. And you're like, no, that's all I can exactly. eat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Jay has some snacks that she was sharing with us that are really yummy. Yeah, I'm gluten free as well, and I I was I bring some, I'm a snacker, so there's always snacks around me. Same. But these are pretty tasty, and yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm eating dirt, but it's dirt <laughs> I like, and but that also means my husband won't get into my snacks. Right. Okay. Second question: favorite movie that you could watch, like play, and then it's over, and then you press play again. I'm a movie person. I couldn't do it unless it's by genre. I'm going to say action movie, uh, Wonder Woman, not Wonder Woman 1984, the one that came out before um, drama. Mm. I don't know. We're going to go with Wonder Woman. I mean, because because <laughs> action and I, drama, if I gave Wonder you a Woman. dramatic movie, like I like spy stuff. I like mystery. I'm surrounded by boys. Mm-hmm. Whatever I say, it's not going to be good enough. And I'm going to be kicking myself. So we're just going to go with Wonder Woman. We're just going to go good. Wonder Woman. If I get on a flight, I'm going to turn on Wonder Woman automatically over and over again. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then last question. Are you a night owl or an early bird? I'm naturally a night owl, but I have become an early bird and mm-hmm. I love it. You do? Mandy's mm-hmm. an early bird. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You're like early, early like you're up uh, as early, the earliest, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. You're up so early that I ask myself, why are you awake? <laughs> <laughs> no what time do you get up, Mandy? <laughs> it's not uh, every season, but like if I could, my ideal day would be like 4.30 what? up and out. Literally, Adam. why? But I, I mean, not- a lot of that doesn't work with, you know, kids and stuff, <laughs> but that w- I would be like amped to start the day and you're like on it okay Ali how early I wake up at five and I go to bed at nine I'm I'm keeping granny hours okay yeah you're getting your Mm -hmm. sleep in but here's the thing you want to know my my treat this is my not utilizing my time well on purpose nine to ten I do get to scroll in bed Mm. oh that's nice that's, that's right. Good. If I fall that's asleep good. early at nine thirty, that's good. But that, like, that's my downtime. That's, that's when good. you're going to find me sending those Instagram DMs to my <laughs> friends and sending a uh, dog video TikTok. And you're watching the animal videos. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, last question for you. Yeah. Share with us your one tip or trick or hack that has completely changed your family life. Ooh, that's a really good question. The thing for us is we have started challenging our unspoken assumptions. Mm. Like, like I live with five boys and a husband, so six boys in all. And I don't know if anyone's noticed. Sorry, Matt. Um, sometimes men aren't the most in touch with their feelings mm. naturally. Mm. So <laughs> we are we're learning to ask like, oh, we've how had do that you feel about this? <laughs> do you like this? Mm-hmm. What's your preference? 
And just we all have assumptions about everybody in the household. So we're just asking a lot of questions of each other mm-hmm. instead of just assuming that we know how we feel. And we all know each other pretty well, right? And that's been a game changer. But I think challenging assumptions for ourselves as women is really important. I was talking to a client today and she's running her business and she drops off her kids at preschool in the morning. And because it's so far away, she just works at a coffee shop for a little while. And so she's not really productive. And I said, why not hire a nanny to pick up the little kids from preschool and bring them home for you? And you can get so much done. You don't have to work in the evenings anymore. And she said, would that make me a bad mom? And I said, no, making your kids sleep in the garage makes you a bad mom, (laughs) you know, but but having somebody pick them up, you know, from preschool and feed them lunch is, is great. It's normal. And she said, she just never challenged the assumption of what a quote, good mom does. And it was so freeing for her to go, oh, a, a good mom does that too. And if, if I have somebody pick up the kids and put them down for a nap for me, I don't ever have to work in the evenings anymore and I can Mm -hmm. be less stressed. And I said, you know, you not being stressed, you being relaxed, that sets the tone for the whole family. You know, it goes back to if mama ain't healthy, ain't nobody healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I think just challenging assumptions will help us all have less guilt. Man, such a powerful word. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ellie, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. We've really this appreciated so it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you in September. Yay. I know. It's just around the corner. It around. Is. Stop reminding us. <laughs> There's a lot to In our yeah. mind, we have like four more like months to go. a couple weeks here. <laughs> thank you, Allie. Have a great Thanks rest so of much. your day. Bye. Oh, it's so good to talk with Allie. And now we have a special guest joining us around the podcasting table, our friend, Scott Shack. Thank you for giggling when you said special guest, Mandy. That makes me feel so you're welcome. Special <laughs> guest. I'm not really a guest. That's what you're saying. Well, like, you're on you're the family. Show. I just happen right, to be here. You roped me in to come talk. Yeah. It is an honor though. I just to be around royalty, podcast royalty, real well, celebrities. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate mm-hmm. that you dressed up in your short shorts and Yes, I thought um, it was a video podcast. <laughs> tank you top have on the perfect outfit. I did for this. my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something for another time. I think you need to save that for um, mom prom. Oh, are we going to do a mom prom this year? Of course year? we are. Do you think there'll be dancing? Of course there will be. Scott, have you been working on your dance moves? <laughs> I since feel last time? like I'm definitely not limber. I mean, taking a year off, if mm-hmm. we can call it taking right, a year off, right. is what mm-hmm. it feels like. Did you get tight? Yeah, it's far less dancing mm-hmm. than I usually have in my routine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you know, less dressing up in short shorts mm-hmm. than I usually have in my routine. Zero, in fact, compared to... You have a, a month. Shame. You have That's a, a shame. month. I know. It's it's like in the movies where they do the like workout montage to mm-hmm. finally get into shape for mm-hmm. the final battle. Like I'd like to see a footloose like. montage just of Me you too. really like Me limbering too. it up, going for it, flash showing your skills. And flash dance. Absolutely. Yeah, like high knees, Scott, high yeah. knees. Yeah, that's where I'm getting older, like all of us. <laughs> right. It's harder to Speak do. Speak for yourself. So. <laughs> you're just, you're defying age. You're a real... What's your like go-to stretching routine? Like, what? Oh, I your... lo- I appreciate that you go to like the preventative measures. Right. Of, like, it's not your go-to dance move. Yeah, because we don't need to yeah. get injured yeah. at MomCon. Uh, I think it's called um, like the dancer stretch. Is it where you stand on one leg and put the other leg back behind you and then oh, yeah. grab? Is that the yeah, name yeah, yeah. for it? 
something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know where I learned that. I used to take yoga uh-huh. in my athletic club. So you're stretching Years, your a different quads. Lifetime. Yeah. So okay. you have the quads stretched. Okay. I don't do a lot. I should dance more. I probably would get injured less. Well, what I love about- I think that's your... just a good theme for life. I agree. Yes. And t-shirt. what I love about his dancing, don't you think, Bandy, is that it's impromptu, but like he's getting it. Oh, like he's absolutely. He's in the moment. He, and, yeah. You know, involving all body parts to yeah. do it. Yeah. There's so I'm much not, I can elaborate. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we can't ever get through not laughing at your dances, but yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we've never really talked about that. I'm, if, what if I were dancing seriously every time and I just secretly just. <gasps> and we've wounded I'm you so by dancing at your I'm serious. waiting for this praise of like, that was, that was like that was TikTok amazing. worthy. And instead yeah. you're like, well, oh my you gosh, I couldn't keep it together. I'm going to say it right here publicly. You're floss. Mm. is on point. Well, and I do, I, to toot my own horn, I've been flossing since toot, 19, toot. 1999, I feel oh, like. Oh, wow. I, when that Katie Barry doctor. Yeah, it, I don't think it was called the floss at that time. Okay. But, and I learned it from some middle school ministry mm-hmm. kids. I mean, like, where else do you learn your best dance moves? Right, of course. That are treasure they, trove. They right. So mm. decades later, Guy did it on SNL yeah, and now no Fortnite and wow. all throughout the world. But wow. Yeah, I and I love like, when you slow it down and you speed it up, and sometimes you do uh-huh. double and triple. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's yeah. the sign of it. You got to know the tempo and the rhythm. And yeah, the beat, right. you know? yeah. That's really all that dancing yeah. is. So you'll be doing that at Mom Prom. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I take requests. Rhinestone Request. Cowgirl, I believe, is our theme. <laughs> yeah. It what is. are you guys gonna wear? Because the costume is first, right? That's the most important part mm-hmm. is you prep for mom prom. Definitely, I think. Yeah, The absolutely. more rhinestones, the better. Fringe. Well, usually, I mean, usually the mom camp counselors show up at, at mom prom. Yeah. So um, I don't know what they're going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and there's probably going to be a dress code that you have to keep in mind. We should recommend fringe. Yes. Yes. Maybe fringe Sparkles. around the shirts. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Is it all going to be line dancing? Sure. How oh no, it's theme? a mixture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Top forty. Yeah, some, some, some line country dancing, hits. But Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How can you not in Nashville? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And what about the rest of the weekend? Man, it's going to be an incredible time. I think, especially because we haven't been together yeah. for two years. Yeah. Like on a serious mm-hmm. note. And the it's last time, time we were was there was a hurricane. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is going to be particularly special yeah. and moving and fun. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. Scott, what are you looking forward to about the whole weekend? I think a lot of that. Like, I think people, there's so many things you don't realize being like stuck at home and not getting to see people and not mm-hmm. getting to do events and stuff that like, I think my, I know my soul just wants to be like around that mm-hmm. good community, good support. And it's interesting because that's what I think so many moms say is like, that's what MomCon is. It's hard to put like your finger on like, Hey, come out for this weekend because we have like incredible speakers and workshops and you'll get poured into and your leadership skills will grow. But it's really like, Hey, you get a weekend away, not just a weekend away. It's not like a little, like a retreat or a bachelorette party or anything like that. It's like, you're getting poured into and you're getting filled up Mm -hmm. and it's the time together with your groups. Or I love the stories of moms that come by themselves and don't know anyone. It's like, and leave with 10 friends. Yeah. Where else can you just come to an event Mm -hmm. and feel surrounded and loved and cared for? Like that's, I think so unique to Mm -hmm. MomCon and it's just everything that weaves together to create that weekend experience. And that's something that we have not had for two years. Yeah. Agreed. Well said. I feel like I hear from a lot of moms and I've experienced this myself, like in every single session at MomCon, there's a moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just heard from God. Mm -hmm. Like I 
mm-hmm. encountered the Holy Spirit in a way that I desperately needed mm-hmm. or have been like praying about. And so it's just this really holy experience, I feel like, yeah. where everyone who's in the room um, has a unique transformational moment. And I think we all are craving that a little bit after the past year, just something fresh to revive our souls and to help remind us that like God's with us. So that happens at MomCon. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's, it's cool to see it. And it's specifically for that person. Like no one would know it, but them, right. Mm -hmm. Of what they need to hear. And what we get to do planning the event is keeping that in mind that there's only so much we can do. Mm that when God takes over and when those moments and that energy and, you know, them coming as a team and as a group, um, it's pretty transformative. And I love hearing about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Jay, I know you really specifically curate the workshops that we have at MomCon. What are some of the topics that we're going to be talking about this year? Yeah, some of the, some some are, you know, practical, of course, but then also some hard things that we've heard from moms over over the years, I would say not just this last year, but, um, you know, a lot of moms struggling with depression and and mental illness and, you know, some marriage stuff going on just mm-hmm. some hard stuff yeah. during this last year. Um, and and some some topics that I think are just a little bit more practical for some moms who want to start a business, maybe, and just bring in some extra income into their home. Um, there are some workshops uh, for kids supporting their social media um, um, time. And, and even, you know, I hate to say it, but we need to hear it. the mom putting her cell phone down and focusing more on, on the kids and on the family and then just her own soul and her, her respite time and her rest time, um, some soul care workshops and it'll, it'll be good. It'll be really good. We, we really craft those and and push toward, um, speakers who are, you know, so gifted in that area to come and share with our moms and bless them. So it's a good lineup this year. Absolutely. And we should probably talk about that. It's not just for mops, moms or mops leaders. Not at all. It's for, if you're a mama. Yeah. If yeah. you're a mama, if you're, if you're a mama of young ones, of older ones, if you're mentoring, if you are su- supporting a mom, um, if you're a mom by birth, a mom, by, if you're a caregiver of a kid, um, you're responsible for, you know, preparing them for this world and, and be future leaders. You need to be at MomCon. Absolutely. Scott has... A new child. It's for the fathers too. Guess, yeah. Guess. Right. Well, There's guess. like seven of you in the room. Yeah. On a good day. Mm-hmm. I guess just more on a busy day, there'd be seven of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a child. My Crazy. wife birthed a child, but I have yeah. a child now. Right. From a little pandemic baby. So we're going to bring him little Gus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to see him. Just take him to the water park. I love him. Have him hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that I'll still be able to get some work done. I mean, that's what I've learned the most about having a kid is like, wow. Um, they take a lot of hours in the day yeah. just to like wake up and feed them. It's not like, you know, with me and my wife, we can just like, Oh, do you want to eat something? Let's just order it quick. It's like, no, he needs to eat at this time and he needs to wake Schedule. up at this time. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't just sleep in. Nobody prepared me for that. Maybe there's a workshop. On we should have given <laughs> you a heads up on that one. Probably. Yeah. No sleep yeah. until he's about 18. Yeah. So if, if like the videos and stuff and my dance moves are a little off, I'm just going to be like, I'll pull him out. I'll be like, Gus, this little guy, he's, yeah, he's uh, 17 months now, Mm -hmm. almost a year and a half. And it's been an adventure. 
but so fun. I think that's like obviously why people keep having kids. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Like it's so enriching to your life. So I feel like I have a whole new perspective on. I'm going to go to some of the workshops now. Well, I, I hope your wifey's going to be there. Laura's going to yeah, be there. Yeah, so Laura will be there. Be keep an eye out. My still, I might have t- said this already, but still, my favorite was when we first did the mom camp counselors. Somebody went up to my wife in Orlando <laughs> and and she was like, "Oh, I'm not in a mom's group. That's my husband up there." And the mom goes, "You must be so." patient. (laughs) I didn't know. Laura's response was just like, oh, well, he's not, he's not like, he's not like that. That's (laughs) just a character. So I don't know if I just come off as that annoying or if I'm that good of an actor, but I loved that. So she (laughs) has a great time. That's really good. Every time. That must mean you and I have lots of patience. I think we do. I I think it (laughs) definitely. For people to be around that man, (laughs) they must be incredibly patient. They knew how we had to walk away and go woosa (laughs) count to 10 jay count to 10 but i see like yeah i think even it's hard for us to get time away Mm. like we try to be intentional about date nights or about hey let's find a babysitter and and just get some time together and i think that is exactly what MomCon is i think a Mm -hmm. lot of times there's that balance of oh it feels selfish or how am i going to find someone to watch or is my husband going to watch or is a friend going to be able to watch Mm -hmm. the kids that weekend but it's so I haven't heard, maybe you have, I haven't heard anybody come back and say, ah, you know, it I didn't okay. really need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like I didn't that was, grow it at wasn't all. quite I what I thought it was going <laughs> to yeah. be. Like, I think people yeah. are just come expectant and they get yeah. filled up for mm-hmm. whatever they need. If to a hubby or a dad were listening right now, what would you, because really you've been with us for several years, even before you became a dad, before mm-hmm. you became a husband. Right. Really. And yeah. now, I mean, you can see how deeply needed it is now. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I think we're always looking for, I think the best thing that a husband can do is just encourage the mom to like find this time and just to recognize too. I Mm -hmm. think that's something that my wife and I work on a lot is just Mm co-parenting in the sense of we'll alternate who wakes up early in the morning. It was different when he was breastfeeding and, you know, pumping and all of that, obviously, but getting to a place where don't ever like, we just get frustrated with our friends that are like, oh, my husband, he's babysitting tonight. It's like, you're not, you're not babysitting with yeah. your own children. Right, you're yeah. just fathering. Yeah, you're, so I think if you're you need the, daddy. the weekend yeah. to say, Hey, I, I need you to step up this weekend or, mm-hmm. Hey, can you take the kids this weekend? And I, I just would hope that that would land well on a dad, yeah. Yeah. even though it's may, it might be different than what they're used to, but it, for what a mom gets out of the weekend and mm-hmm. what she comes back with, it's mm-hmm. like an investment in that sense. Absolutely. So. In him and the family and her. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the interesting things that I, that I heard in our last street team meeting was um, just, there's a lot of moms that go there, not with a group. They just go by themselves and we have things ready for them to find friends there. We have mixers that are prepared. So even if you're a mom that has never been and doesn't have anyone to go with, go mm-hmm. because we have stuff ready for you to mm-hmm. find new friends. I remember one of the moms yesterday, she was talking about how there was just a part of the session that was just kind of breaking her and she just started going in tears. And within a few minutes, there was like six women yeah. all around, yeah. like there with her. Yeah. And so even if you don't have a group, it's Mm -hmm. still so valuable to Mm -hmm. get away. And with rooming too, don't we have, haven't we had moms just post on Facebook? I'm going. Yeah, I need a roommate. Does anybody want to room Mm -hmm. with me or is there a a quad room Mm -hmm. that they need an extra or anything Mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, Yeah, there's a MomCon attendee Facebook group. So if Mm -hmm. you're thinking you need a roommate or want more info, that's a good place to Mm -hmm. hop on. Definitely. 
It's going to be good, you guys. I mean, it does feel different, doesn't it? Yeah. It feels yeah. like a, um, I think every year we need MomCon, but I think this year there's a, there's just a different need for it. Agreed. Totally. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, couple weeks here, we're going to be together <laughs> in Nashville. And if you're listening, we want to see you there. So yes. come say hello. Yeah. Get your, get your boots scooting. Boogie. Scott's stretching <laughs> already. He's doing yeah. his uh, splits. I welcome right your now. stretching routines. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me know if anybody <laughs> has any recommendations. Slimbering up, mm. getting ready. Yep. Scoot your booty. It's going to be a party. It yes. is. Okay. So we need you to go to mops.org backslash momcon. You can get all the details. You can get your ticket. You can find out um, how to get your hotel room. And you want to be there on Thursday by 1130. At the latest. The latest. Because yeah. the party is starting. You don't want to miss the beginning. Don't be that girl. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> don't be the person like me coming in at five minutes after the movie started. And I'm like, babe, what happened? But, but what happened? But who's, <laughs> who's the character? And he's like, babe, do you want me to start the movie over? No, no, no. Just, just tell me what in. happened. No. <laughs> don't you so don't be it. that Don't person. miss a minute. Go to right. mops.org backslash momcon. Get your ticket. Get there before 1130 on Thursday, September 9th. Yes. And we'll see you there, friends. Bye. See you there. Hey friends, thank you for joining us for Moms Unscripted, a production of Mops International. A quick reminder that opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent the organization. For more information on today's episode, please visit mops.org backslash Moms Unscripted podcast for show notes. And join us again next week for another unscripted conversation around the Mops table.